Hi, everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, <laughs> and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and chief researcher and person who's one year closer to death, Anna Domini. Anna, how are you doing today? I'd say good, but I am one year closer to death and also fairly hungover this morning. So, yeah, that's how I I was am. just referring to your birthday, but I didn't, I didn't know how much... So was I, hungover. one year closer to death and hungover. Also, that is the state of having just had a birthday, isn't it? Happy birthday. And I, I say that as Thank a colleague, you. nothing more. <laughs> I'm acknowledging your well, birthday my, so that I can... My real colleagues bought me flowers and a cake, mm. so, you know. <laughs> Suckers. I should say that, that actually Matthew bought me lunch and let me hang out with his baby. So, yeah, well done you. <laughs> Very big of you. Thanks. <laughs> Very noble. Also, are you planning at some point in the future to introduce me as your, like, one-time babysitter? <laughs> no. We'll see how it goes, yeah, I guess. The person who is no longer allowed to see my baby. <laughs> so, in addition to making it another year through life, have you experienced anything miraculous or done anything saintly? Well, yeah, I guess, like, living through another year of this <laughs> dystopia is is a miraculous for all of us but uh i did something fairly saintly which was that so my birthday was actually on wednesday and wednesday is typically the day that danny has hockey training Mm. and i very graciously and selflessly said that i wouldn't mind too much if he went to training on my birthday which has shocked some people (laughs) and other people are like yeah whatever i was like i won't mind if you go but you have to say it's okay for me to drag you on the podcast (laughs) so there we go i I think it was quite benevolent because it's obviously not only benefiting him but his whole team so you know i should get man of the match today and uh yeah we'll see we'll see if that happens well, so the, it was training oh, on Wednesday training? and the matches today. Oh, but because he had an injury, it was his first, ch- like, it was the first week he was better. Mm-hmm. So it was his first chance. And he's not really, like, he still occasionally gets a lot of pain. So I I think from a an unbiased, like, medical perspective, I don't think he should have gone mm. either. But, <laughs> but obviously it was difficult to make that argument against the backdrop of you know wanting him to be around on on my birthday so he was gonna make it up to me with a fun day out yesterday Uh but he decided to do more hockey stuff (laughs) yeah yeah we he was basically he was gonna give me a shopping spree and instead he bought a hockey stick no we went to the oxfam superstore which i've never been and i was so excited because i love charity shopping amazing because i've been there many times it's a fun store to go to yeah it's super fun i've heard but unfortunately when we got there it was closed and turns out it doesn't open on Fridays <laughs> so yeah that was very sad we didn't think to check because like what shop isn't open on a Friday there's really weird think not Monday right? yeah exactly mm. so that was sad so then instead we went into the Templar Square shopping mall and I tried to have some fun in the charity shops there but <laughs> but they're just like quite depressing um and also like because it it, obviously the superstore is massive so you can like be quite you know far away from other people whereas in the the smaller ones that are more in the center of town it was like there were just it was felt too busy and i started having a panic attack so it was a great day (laughs) a great celebration 
Yeah. So yeah, then we just went to the works and I got some craft stuff and then we came home. <laughs> Sounds like a nice birthday. <laughs> it it picked up in the end. We watched uh, Always Be My Maybe last oh, night, yeah. which was quite fun. Did you like that? Yeah. I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it yeah. was. It was quite funny. Fun movie. Yeah. And uh, Ali Wong is very funny. She is. She is. What's the guy, the guy? Randall Park, I think. Yeah. yeah. Very funny people. Well, that's good. Well, I hope you had mm. a pretty good birthday <laughs> anyways. Good. All, all things considered. But I, yeah, fa- fairly safely, it's I not, think. Uh, I, I did like two years in a row, including my wife's 30th birthday. I had accidentally scheduled comedy shows on her, <laughs> <laughs> her birthday. See, the thing is, with Danny's is like he doesn't have control over when the hockey is. Whereas like when you are booking <laughs> the shows. Right. Yeah, I hadn't put two and two together when I was booking them. And what was it was a thing like it's like, oh, the first Wednesday or the second Tuesday of whatever month and then in it of every month and it's like that's just when they yeah, our audiences are fickle if you change dates they do exactly. get confused and couldn't you have got like some kind of trusted member of the comedy community that you would like see. you know one time leave your child with for no money you could have so basically what you're saying is comedy the the running of the comedy night was more in need of your attention than your child <laughs> given that you would you would let me babysit in, in Tavish, fairness, but not your comedy like for night. her 30th we had a we had a much bigger we had a big party planned for that weekend so it really like and her thir- her 30th oh cool okay look the other thing is one time i was tragically called away because i had to attend a funeral and i did ask someone oh you definitely said that just to make me feel bad, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> uh, I w- uh, and I did ask someone to cover one of my shows. And I think that someone, let me look through my records, uh, was Anna Domini. And when, when was that? Did I not show up in No, the you did show up. Oh, was that the yeah. one where I was late because I broke my foot? No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. All I know about the show oh, yeah. is that while oh, I God. am sitting around with Alice's family, kind of feeling bummed out because we went to a funeral, I got a message through the QED page with somebody complaining for the first time ever, I will add, that the content of the show was such that they walked out. Yes. Oh, because someone made a joke about diabetes. I remember that Someone made a joke about diabetes and someone took it very personally and and left the show. (laughs) And so then I had to write a long response and apology to this person. Yeah. And yeah, they were put off live comedy for life. Mm. (laughs) Yep. That did happen on my watch. Although, to be fair, with improvised comedy or or even stand-up, you don't know what someone's going to say. So, you know, it wasn't my fault. (laughs) Also, apart from those two, everyone had a great time. So... Well, from my perspective, it sounded like a disaster. Fair. Wait, so now you're going to leave your actual child alone with well, me? Well, I'm not going to get... I don't think you've thought well, this Well, my through. child doesn't have a Facebook account, so they're not going to send me some bad feedback. <laughs> so, oh, right. If I mess up looking after your child, it won't do you reputational damage, exactly. is what yeah. you're saying. That's... Okay, fair enough. That's logical. Anyway. <laughs> So, Anna, today is February 13th, 2022. Who is today's saint? Well, we are actually looking forward two days to the 15th because on the 15th it is the feast day of Saint Siegfried. Saint Siegfried. Yeah. And Saint Roy? No, it's Siegfried and Roy, famous. I do not get your references. They had a lot of tigers. One of them got mauled by the tiger. Oh, my God. Was this in Tiger King? No, no, no. This was this is Siegfried and Roy were like they're <laughs> way before. They're like lost. They're like famous Las Vegas magicians. They were successful for many years, yeah. and and then their their act came to a tragic end when one day one of their white tigers balled one of them. Oh my while god! They were... This sounds like you could do a new series 
cool like ain't disappearing <laughs> about magicians <laughs> no, I... maybe for the patreon maybe. i think that'd be quite fun we could start with that that saint that we did that was the patron saint of magicians Tom Bosco? yeah maybe yeah with all his eggs anyways so <laughs> yes what what's the deal who is saint siegfried so saint siegfried well there's almost no information about his early okay. life we don't know when he was born somewhere in england but when oh when somewhere in the 10th century <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah basically the accounts of his life are very varied and contradictory so a lot of what you're gonna hear is disputed even by the most Christian of historians. Okay. So even the church is like, mm, it's a bit far-fetched. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I thought you'd like. So, yeah, I've I've tried to carve out a <laughs> sort of followable narrative from all the different sort of sources that I read. So some accounts say he was born in Northumberland and became a priest in York mm -hmm. or Glastonbury on the other side of the country. I was going to say, those are pretty far apart, aren't they? Yeah. Where's Northumberland in relation to both of those places? Oh, very far away. Okay. Northumberland is the county with Newcastle in it. Oh, okay. But it goes right up to, do you know Berwick-upon-Tweed? Berwick no. I'm... It's like the northernmost point in England. Oh, okay. And it's norther than like quite a bit of Scotland. Oh. So, yeah, pretty far away, doing a lot of traveling already. So it's very vague. <laughs> so let's just say he's in England somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. He was born somewhere in England sometime in the Middle Ages. Well, not even Middle Ages, is it? Like... Because the Middle Ages sort of started with 1066. Anyway, sometime before, like, yeah, William the Conqueror was considered, like, the first king. But Some, obviously there were other kings before then. Like medieval. Yeah. yeah. Early medieval. So it's like, yeah, late. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Dark Ages? The, was that before the, the Middle dark Ages? Ages? I think so, yeah. But yeah, maybe. Uh, the Stone Age. Let's say the Bronze Age. <laughs> Siegfried the Neanderthal. <laughs> so he lived in the Paleozoic era. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, this isn't a uh, archaeology podcast, mm. so uh, we don't need to be accurate on that kind of thing. Sure, sure. If you, if you want accurate archaeology, listen to a different podcast. <laughs> We won't judge. Yeah, um, we don't have. We don't know any. We should probably listen to some just so we get a good general idea to brush up on our knowledge. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so untrustworthy accounts <laughs> say that Siegfried reached Sweden as a result of a call from King Olaf Tryggvason of Norway, who himself had been converted by another Englishman called Saint Alfage. So Alfage. These are unreliable accounts so just mm -hmm. coming from very dubious sources <laughs> yeah yeah Ch chiefly me uh <laughs> so he gets a call but like like a letter yeah. i guess i guess to say he gets a call probably like, a letter oh saint saint right here what's that i meet in sweden right away well oh that is an excellent 1940s movie star voice yeah thank you mm. i'm very impressed your, your american accents are much more convincing than your british ones also yeah it probably would have been like much more Germanic sounding mm. because you know it would have been like Middle English or something by then. Sure. I in fact I think your attempt at a British accent probably sounds more like Middle English. <laughs> anyway, so in response to this, he was sent by King Ethelred as a missionary to Norway mm -hmm. with two other bishops named John and Grimkle. <laughs> Wait, there were two named John and two named Grimkle. Or... No, one was called John and the other was oh, called great. Grimble. Wait, but wasn't which... he called by the king of Sweden? Why did he go to Norway? Did he overshoot it? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. He went He went back and forth a bit. So he went to, I think he, 
Norway's closer than Sweden from England. Oh, okay. So you undershot it. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's cold and people are stalking gibberish. Must be Sweden. Oh, it's Norway? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, I'm here already, Uh, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another saint, Saint Ansgar, had planted the seeds of faith in Sweden in 830, Mm. but the country had relapsed into paganism soon after this time. (laughs) That's a shame. um, a, a religious relapse. It's, I was trying to kick. I was, I was taking to... communion every day, but then you know it was Lupercalia, and I just I went to one party, and now I've just backslid right. a whole lot. I mean, that's the thing they say. Um, communion is really the methadone for Norse religion. You know, it's just like you're like you, but you need that that mainline hit of that. You know, yeah, yeah. Of Odin. <laughs> You know, anyways. Inject that Thor into my veins. Right. Anyway, a second wave of missionary saints, including Siegfried, followed about two centuries later. Uh So, yeah, they started in... Norway under the protection of the Archbishop of Bremen, mm-hmm. which is actually in Germany. Wait, was this like an all hands on deck thing for this Christian? Yeah, like, we lost like... Sweden. Everybody to Sweden right now. <laughs> we can't possibly. <laughs> we yeah. can't afford to lose Sweden. <laughs> Send in the bishops. After converting many pagans, Siegfried continued on to Sweden in around 1008, which is very specific, given no one knows like when he was born. Right. We know exactly where he was in 1008. He could have been 11 years old. He could have been 40. We don't know, but we know exactly oh, yeah. where he was. <laughs> the history's youngest missionary saint. Obviously not history's youngest actual saint because that includes like, you know, I think there was an eight-year-old who was super Christian and died in like... 18th century Italy. Well, we'll and get to that when we get to that. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're back in the year 1000 now. <laughs> so this is interesting and gives you a, a, a sign of how contradictory the accounts are. Because I just said he continued on to Sweden in 1008. Mm-hmm. And th- then my next paragraph says he arrived in Sweden around the year 10,000. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 1000. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I don't know if he got time. lost or. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Sweden in 1000. And then he went to Norway, and he's like, "I better get back." He could have. He did. He did go back and forth a fair amount. But uh, he arrived for the first time, maybe in Sweden, around the year one thousand, and conducted successful missions in the Smeland and Vastagotland districts. Mm-hmm. Probably mispronouncing that. Smeland. That's where the dragon lives. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, though, Vastagotland has two dots over the A and the O, so. It could be like Vasta Gertland or something. I don't know. And two dots over um, the V. I have no idea what this means. <laughs> he was joined by his three nephews who came with him on the journey and were his chief assistants in his apostolic efforts. Mm-hmm. Their names were Unaman, Sunaman, and Winaman. Wait, what happened to John and John and what's his face? Oh, they were they were there too, but these guys were his nephews. All right, and it's... Uh, really the Huey, Dewey, yeah, and Louie of yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> the Siegfrieds uh, to the Sieg- to Siegfried's Scrooge. So wait, it was. Cardamon, cinnamon, and and Unaman, cinnamon, and Winnaman. So Unaman was a priest, cinnamon was a deacon, and Winnaman was a subdeacon. Oh wow! So there was hierarchy oh. among the nephews. I was gonna say like, and then Unaman was a rabbi. It's a priest, a deacon, and a rabbi. <laughs> it's everywhere they went. It was just like walking. <laughs> Whenever they walked into a bar, the barber would be like, "Is this some kind of joke?" Well, I was like, "This is gonna be great. I'm, I'm so ready for this." <laughs> so a priest, a deacon, and a subdeacon walk into Sweden and. <laughs> <laughs> and the barman says, I believe in Thor because um, um, I've relapsed. Yeah. So they came with him. So he, he basically, I guess, like if you go on a, a mission, you have 
a, a fair few people with you. Presumably there were also like, you know, when they were actually sailing there, there was someone who knew how to do boats. Right. Um, so there was, at yeah, least. You need, you need like the utility crew, the guys who were like working the boats, yeah. cooking the meals. You know, yeah. I like to and imagine they, they're like a, it's like a covered wagon. And there's a guy that's like a cookie. Like, <laughs> beans is on. <laughs> you can't be converting to Swedes without some beans. Get some beans in your belly. Anyways, <laughs> that was weird. So they're so they're coming in in full force. They brought a, a small yeah. battalion of of missionaries, of, of nephews. Yeah, just kicking indoors and like we've come here to convert. <laughs> Christians and eat dried fish. So, <laughs> so it was quite smart, really. What he did was, uh, Siegfried was he converted twelve of the principal men of the province, mm-hmm. who then I guess they're like serfs and employees and stuff followed in their example. So it's kind of like a pyramid scheme, you know. You convert the guys at the top, right. and then they convert the, the guys under them and then like pretty soon you've converted the whole country See, right this is how like modern day influencers right you you pay influencers yeah. to endorse Plant your product seeds. right and then so if, if there the are any influencers be- listening do get in touch with us we're on saintmisbehavingpod at gmail.com there's no g in behaving but there is in gmail i think if, yeah if there's any influencers listening and you want to convert the swedish people please get in touch and we will <laughs> uh we would we are very much interested in making sure that sweden stays christian and uh <laughs> wait surely we'd be interested in making sure that sweden isn't christian yeah, w- given the, the nature of our podcast actually yeah we're really interested in making sure that sweden gets back into north mythology so uh <laughs> if you want to become like an influencer that would be really good for our patreon podcast to be fair yeah if they did that well actually um so sweden i looked this up turns is... out it's a whole country <laughs> they're really into particle Crazy. board furniture very weird <laughs> no they disavowed christianity as the state religion sometime in the 20th century oh, good for them. so yeah they're not they don't so basically the church of sweden is no longer like you know a national body i guess okay well that's good fun facts fun facts yeah, yeah it's good progress keep that... in, the, in the socialist utopias of scandinavia yeah, yeah. keep the church and state separate you know mm-hmm. unless it's thor you know you want to get you definitely want to get <laughs> they're really missing a, a trick Odin, with that yeah. you know yeah i mean they're like they're like we want to be christian then like it's harvest time and you're like wonder what frig is up to and then suddenly you're you're back into the norse mythology <laughs> backsliding again anyways so they convert the top men and then yes it helps them convert people down the ladder whether they want to be converted or not it sounds like yeah as is often the way yeah. so the fountain near the mountain of ostrobo <laughs> <laughs> always fun when your research randomly ends up rhyming i find so the fountain near the mountain of ostrobo in which siegfried baptized his converts long retained the names of these first 12 which were engraved on a monument it says retained not like still have so i don't know if yeah, this fountain it makes it is sound now like... gone but it's a mythical thing it's not there anymore unless you uh you know read the the holy document oh, i get it the fountain near the mountain <laughs> fell in a hole near the north pole is that what happened to them? yes yeah that that's that's what happened yeah i, th- I think i did read that somewhere okay, on the cool. the wikipedia so yeah and the flagon <laughs> with the dragon has the poison with the pestle very nice but the oh what is it the uh i, li- I like how we're incorporating our warm-up now into 
the recording. The vessel with like... the, the vessel from the castle. The vessel from the castle has the brew that is true. I forget what it is. Anyways, okay. The, what is that? There's a thing from the Court Jester, which is an old Danny Kay. I don't know. It's like this movie from the '40s. Danny Kay, famous song and dance actor. But the, it's got this very great tongue twister where right. they're trying to poison somebody because he's uh, he's the okay. court jester and he has to do a jousting thing and they're trying to poison the other guy and then they're like, okay, the flagon with the dragon <laughs> as the poison with the pestle and then the, the thing with the, the and then the vessel with the pestle. Which, it was just like, <laughs> so it's like this whole long thing, but it's very funny to watch. And then yeah. one of them breaks and he's like, okay, so now the poison's in this other thing that rhymes and it's just this, right, it becomes this increasingly see. complicated tongue twister, which is very yeah. fun to watch. And is and I'm okay. butchering. So <laughs> Okay. Thank you for that uh, explanation. The court Jester. Uh, Check it out, everybody. It's probably on TCM <laughs> right now. What is TCM? Oh, Christ. Never mind. We have a British audience. Uh, Turner <laughs> Pri- Classic Movies. Primarily. Do we? Uh, we're actually slightly Who's... higher up in America than we are. Here, really? According to my numbers. Okay. So, That's surprising. If you're maybe, listening in America. Maybe, you know, tell us why. So, okay. So the fountain, <laughs> the fountain had these guys. The fountain by the mountain. The fountain by the mountain had all these guys. <laughs> baptized. Baptized. And their names were forever etched in stone until they were. Yeah. And then... Yeah. <laughs> so uh, others began to be attracted to come and see Siegfried, particularly having heard of the rich fabrics and beautiful vessels used during the celebration of mass. <laughs> you want to go see the Siegfried? I don't know. I heard it's pretty boring. I know. He's boring. But. Like, <laughs> the stagecraft is amazing. All right, like, the, the fabrics. I mean, you got it. It's good. It's it's worth the so trip rich. for the fabrics alone and the vessels. Come on, they're so good. <laughs> Will you drink the blood of Christ? Well, that is a very pretty jug. So, <laughs> how bad can it be? It's like I wasn't gonna, but to drink from a yeah. to drink from a, a jug that beautiful a vessel that beautiful. Oh my god, yeah. why not? I drink anything out of that. Frankly, yeah, they were the vessels used during the celebration at mass. So it literally was like yeah the communion one so yeah from, we've just been like people are he's trying to jars. preach and people are just kind of sneaking up just like behind him like i just want to touch the garment <laughs> i just what, what are you doing back there i just i just want to touch it it looks like it's gonna be so soft let me just get a quick touch come on <laughs> oh such great Indeed. fabrics also to hear his preaching and observe the dignity and majesty of christian worship <laughs> So much dignity. He's so he's barely even covered in dung. So dignified. <laughs> I mean, IKEA is Swedish, isn't it? Yeah. So clearly, maybe this was the 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 beginning of Scandinavia being known for excellent interior design. <laughs> All thanks to Siegfried. It is. Yeah. It seems like he's really left a lasting mark. It's like it's like the clean lines and and I heard it was really easy to assemble. It's like don't let. It wasn't that easy to assemble. It's a handcrafted beautiful vessel. I know. It's, uh, you can't get that in flat pack. This is the thing. Saint Siegfried shows up into in Sweden with just a few bolts of fabric and an Allen wrench, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> taken over. It's a beautiful That's show excellent. that he puts on there. Anyways. Yeah, touring theatre troupe with his bishops and his nephews. Mm. So that's what attracted them first, is the fabrics and the dignity. But it was the example of the lives of Siegfried and his companion missionaries that opened their eyes to the faith and led to the baptism of many, including the king. Oh, they got the I think king. Was... That's a big get. Wait, what were they doing that was so, like, exemplary? Was it just... just the... t- preaching just the preaching in the fabrics yep <laughs> hey man any religion with fabrics this good you gotta be knowing what's going on man yeah can't argue with that you can't argue with craftsmanship is what I'm exactly saying. i mean you know as artists ourselves i think we can relate here that yeah. uh you know you can't argue with good good craftsmanship you know in the south they got an expression this is when you buy quality you only cry once and that is what i'm wow. saying about christianity you buy a quality religion <laughs> you're gonna get when do you when do you cry the the guilt after your 
your first like you know time masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is the guilt after your first time having sex before you're married. It's 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 an expensive buy-in because you got to buy some really fancy clothes. But then after that, (laughs) you're good. It's good. It's pretty good. If you buy good and only cry once, what is the point of investing in fancy hankies then? I have no response for that. Wow. I could see that. <laughs> I, that was rude. You really blew my mind with that. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I guess like the, the life lesson here is like just buy cheap hankies. Otherwise, they're just going to yeah, waste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> better to better to make a thousand holes in your hankies than to buy a fancy one that's never used. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that, well, think about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I'm sure our listeners were not expecting that level of profundity yeah. on there. Uh, on their Sunday. What's the thing that's Sunday like, listening? It's the Terry Pratchett thing, the boot that's, uh, yeah, the, that really um, blew up where they're like, this is how we're explaining poverty to people Heim, that never... Heim's boots. Heim's yeah. boots, yeah. That's, which is, for those of you who don't know, which is, it's it, it's always, it's like Terry Pratchett's usually pretty smart about stuff and occasionally has some nuggets <laughs> of genius. Uh, I find him unreadable, but he seems pretty smart. <laughs> but other people like other him. Other people like it. I don't know. I tried reading one of his books and I was like, what is this nonsense? So My sibling really enjoys Terry Pratchett. So whenever I find a Terry Pratchett book in the charity shop, I just post it to them without reading it. So <laughs> I'll just ask them what it's all about. It's a tonal. The thing. best ones. It's it's like Vonnegut. Sometimes I get if I read a lot of Vonnegut, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Anyways, the, the boot. <laughs> this thing, is getting cut out. Yeah, anyway. this is getting cut out. What's the thing? The Heinz boots. Mm-hmm. The Heinz boots thing is like that the poor can't afford. It's it's more expensive to be poor. It's more expensive to be because poor because you can't invest in good quality things if you don't have the money to do that but then overall you spend more money on stuff because it falls apart yeah so and the example was good quality boots cost 50 pounds and they'll last 10 years but people can't afford 50 pounds so they buy 10 pound boots but they only last a year so they end up buying a new pair every year which is much more than the rich people who had 50 pounds initially to spend anyway so yeah yeah. but that's what we're saying about christianity we're saying like invest in christianity (laughs) it seems expensive are we (laughs) no no not. I'm not sure that's what we're saying. Well, I don't. I don't know. That's what we endorse. That's what Siegfried's saying. He's saying like, oh uh, yeah, sure. It's expensive okay. now, but you're a mortal soul. Priceless. Anyway, so he gets the king on board. Yes, who I think was King Saint Olaf Scott Connung. Oh, Sweden. So he got a sainthood out of this too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can see why. When you're a king and you you get baptized, you know yeah. that's. The bar is pretty low. He, he, it's like he originally he originally got like platinum membership. He's like, if you join now, <laughs> we'll make you a saint. That's how you get the king in, and then you get everybody down the line. So the thing is, as a thanks for being baptized, the king told Siegfried he could have land to build a church on. Yeah. So I guess maybe that was enough for him to be a become a saint himself. Mm. Who knows? We might find about find out about him on another day. Perhaps you never know. <laughs> If he was interesting enough. So yeah, the the king was baptised at Hussaby in a spring that later bore Siegfried's name and was the site of many miracles, which I cannot find details of, (laughs) sadly. So if you go to Hussaby, they're like, yeah. they're like, so this is the spring and there's lots of miracles. Yeah, any particular, just mm-hmm. a lot. It's too many to even number. Like We're those... really going for quantity over quality oh, with these miracles. So many miracles. I couldn't even begin to start to tell you about them. <laughs> but they definitely happened. Don't worry about it. Uh, miracles are very private things. We don't like to talk about them. But we can tell you <laughs> absolutely that they happen. Exactly. And yeah, so many. So the Swedish kingdom as a whole, however, long remained a conservative bastion of traditional Nordic polytheism. Okay. Interesting that polytheism is considered conservative yeah i would yeah i would have thought that the christianity would be more conservative than the yes but i don't know yeah i don't really know what the the honestly 
they don't know what the day-to-day religion of yeah, Norse Nordic mythology. polytheism yeah. but i mean like in- involves if the if the ragnarok myth which we went through mm. on our patreon uh, is any yeah. indication it seems pretty buck wild <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> true yeah maybe we should do more on that on the patreon yeah wanna... if you subscribe to the patreon you'll be able to tell us what you want to hear more of yeah so you can always just <laughs> join our our ranks of growing numbers we doubled recently we doubled. our listenership on the yeah. patreon uh, sorry our subscribers on the patreon so anyway Help us double it again. Anyway, the conservative Nordic polytheist defended the sort of polytheistic establishment against Christian missions Mm -hmm. with a law forbidding forcible conversion. (laughs) Seems like a fair Um, law. You know what? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, doesn't sound super conservative. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like that should be the minimum of like you would think that within the church, they'd be like, yeah, we're not in favor of forcing people to be converted either like that's <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not so sure just bursting into their house and throwing them underwater i'm saving your soul <laughs> you're baptized now <laughs> well it's it's interesting you should say that because like i used to be a nanny for a vicar mm-hmm. and uh i had to take his kids to church and he'd be like you have to take communion and i'd be like no i don't i'm i'm not a christian he was like well you're baptized so i think you're a christian so you should take communion <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a mainstream view or just him <laughs> being a weirdo. <laughs> Sorry, you baptized and there's uh, the official doctrine of no backsees. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, but I was a baby. <laughs> so that's the thing. I guess there is kind of forcible conversion in that you get converted when you aren't able to say no because mm, you're a baby. That's fair. So, yeah. I think that you, you should get that preliminary <laughs> baptism just in case you die as a baby so you don't end up in purgatory. Well, that's, that's what it's for, yeah. But then later on, there should be like, a, like okay, well, we're really, now we need a real commitment from you. Like mm-hmm. That often happens, first communion is when you're eight, so you're definitely old enough to make your own decisions about your life by then, right? When you're eight? Yeah. That's why eight-year-olds can vote. Yeah. I mean, you do get confirmed in... So I guess, yeah, in the Catholic Church, there's confirmation, which is like, okay, we're going to confirm that you really... We've let you coast for 14 years. <laughs> All right, we've given you 14 years of credit. You could have gotten into heaven at any time if you died. <laughs> but now we're but really... the real hard work starts now. Well, no, but surely it would have been purgatory rather than, than heaven. I don't know how it works. No, if you're baptized, you get to go to heaven. But it's if you're not unbaptized, like I have a degree in this. you go to... So if you think about purgatory is full of... T- Tons of unbaptized babies. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. So it might be fun. Well, you know, they're sinners. It's their fault, isn't it? Yeah, think about it. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So the destruction of the principal cult center of Thor, Wodan, and Fricko in Uppsala was not carried out until late in the 11th century. Uh, so after Siegfried's kind of time. Oh, okay. So eventually they were just like, we've had enough of these Norse gods. We're going to go yeah. burn down their, <laughs> their, so, their temple. <laughs> yeah destroy their idols i guess it's rather uh what's the word hypocritical that they're like well these Mm -hmm. guys are a cult so we're burning it down (laughs) they call it like the norse the norse guys those guys are the cult and that is why we as a mob are going to go and burn that down now indeed but hey look at these nice fabrics and this tasty tasty blood of christ (laughs) now before you ask whether this is right or not let me just (laughs) direct you to this fine silk Ooh. That is very nice. So, I mean, as someone who now has free reign to decorate their own flat, I don't like to say homeowner because the bank owns my home, let's be real. Okay. But I can decorate it. And, you know, I am more interested in these things now that I actually have a choice. Mm-hmm. But not 
not so much that I would join a cult. Right. Apart from, you know, interiors, Instagrams. That's fair. Your Pinterest is extremely cult like. <laughs> Bordering on worrying, yes. You're like, I like that you're like, I'm a property owner, no homeowner. No. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, mortgage haver, please. Yeah, I, uh, I've got a place, no homeowner. Anyways, so they destroy the... Oh, after he's dead. Yes, they... but this is uh, after Siegfried. So Siegfried... So he just planted the seeds of crushing other people's... <laughs> and that uh, seed grew yeah. into a... Tree of oppression. A tree yeah. that eventually destroyed all the other trees around it. Yeah, the biggest, bestest tree. Siegfried's career therefore belonged to a period when neither of these goals had been achieved yet, but his success, fame, and influence on the younger missionaries mm -hmm. nevertheless sufficed to earn him recognition. Okay. So he was basically going to be traveling around a lot. On the way through Varend, an area which would eventually become Vaxjo, or maybe Vaxjö, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to pronounce it right, but it probably sounds more wrong than if I just uh, stick with what I know. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Siegfried and his party camped on the North Shore next to a small lake known as Vax Joe's John. Vax Joe's John? The Vax Just John, I don't know. Vax Joe's Toilet. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they dump their shit in the lake, probably. Yeah, that's pretty like, much it, yeah. So what you do with the lake. What are, well, what are lakes for if not to just poop into? So, yeah, on their way through this place, they camped by this lake... That was full of poo, <laughs> presumably. The people, the locals were like, hey, that's not a lake. It's just a septic tank. Guys, you don't want to camp there. And, you Guys. know, because they'd only been in England. They were like, wow, I've heard so much about the lakes of Sweden. They're amazing. So you know, the, the great Scandinavian fjords. And like, oh, it's just, mm, uh, it's, like a, it's got a, oh, mm, you know, I watering <laughs> smell to it. Very it's, distinctive uh, aroma, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's what they mean when, when things are like breathtakingly beautiful, right? Oh, yeah. It's just the <laughs> stench. Mostly the methane, yeah. So they were camped by the lake, and then an angel of the Lord appeared to Siegfried and urged him to build a church right on the spot where they'd camped. Oh. So maybe the fumes made him <laughs> hallucinate or something? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just the, the sewer fumes are uh, really <laughs> starting to get to him. He's yeah, like, I'm going to build a church a perfect here. place to build a church, yeah. And again, the locals are like, this is not a safe place to build a church. <laughs> you are all going to get cholera. Siegfried obeyed the order and made a church out of wood, which I don't know. I don't, it sounds like it's half obeying the order because it wouldn't last very long. Do <laughs> you think the angel came back and was like, I... Um... So I said, make a church, and <laughs> and I see you, you technically did, but I was really hoping for something a little bit more permanent, and I yeah. that's on me for not being more specific. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I really am going to need you to build a more permanent church here. That's so. the thing with with messengers of God is that you know God hasn't thought through His message completely, so yeah, yeah it needs amending. It's like I know you got a good deal on this flat pack church, you know, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's not going to last. All right, the next time you move, the the church is just going to fall apart. <laughs> You can't just pack it up and bring it with yeah, you. Yeah, it's the thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you just invested in more expensive materials, exactly. would have got a better quality, longer lasting, mm. as you we've previously discussed. You only yeah, cry you once. cry once. Yeah. It's very much the theme of this week, isn't it? <laughs> if you take anything away from this episode, folks, buy quality. Yeah. Sort of, so the first stones from what is now Vaxjo Cathedral have been dated to the 1160s, mm -hmm. which is long after Siegfried's death. So okay. sometime after he died, they were like, we're just going to get rid of this wooden one and we'll build a proper one now. Boy, the Siegfried, was, he was a great saint just, and he had great taste in just cloth. Just way too into wood. <laughs> Not a great carpenter. We're just going to scrap this whole thing. I mean, the cur oh, let's keep God. the curtains. Those are great. 
No more saying that. <laughs> the fabrics of those curtains. Holy shit. So nice. Uh, that's a lasting <laughs> these, legacy. These vessels. Oh beautiful. God. Yeah. Be careful when we move those to the new church. I do not want to bring any one of those. <laughs> yeah. Presumably they moved it slightly away from the, the poo smell as well. Yeah. <laughs> also, let's move it further up the hill. The location was probably used as a marketplace during pre-Christian times mm-hmm. and maybe on a trade route. The point is that at the time, Christian missionaries weren't pioneers, but they were bringing the gospel to areas where there were already existing communities. So, that makes sense. you know, rather than trying to build their own communities, because that'd be starting too much from scratch. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you're starting a new business. It's all about the location, you know? Exactly. You want someplace with a lot of foot traffic and it seems yes. like that's what they did. So, yeah. Yeah. Siegfried, which if you're saying that the lake is a John, <laughs> he's just, just bothering people while they go to the toilet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs> good news is better be that the toilet's nearby, man, because I got to go. <laughs> all right. That's gross. You were the one that brought it up. I'm, I'm saying that I'm gross. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well done. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. Self-awareness. Okay, good. You should be. That's what this podcast is all about. Mm. Shame and guilt. Siegfried left this church to continue his mission deeper into the countries and his nephews, Huey, Louis and Dewey. (laughs) Uh, Cinnamon, um, Cardamon and... Then Harmon? Yeah. What? <laughs> Cinnamon, Unaman, and Winnaman okay. stayed at the church to develop and complete the Christianization of the area. Siegfried also ordained and consecrated two native bishops to govern the neighboring territories. Smart, you mm. know, grassroots. Yeah, he's deputizing um, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Delegating, it's very important. Or it's like, this is, this is like a pyramid scheme. It's like, you're the regional managers of this area. I'm going to need to convert <laughs> 10 people, yes. and they're going to need to convert 10 people, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, when he went off on his travels, he he made these bishops, but he retained the episcopacy of Vaxjur while he was living. So mm-hmm. uh, he was traveling around, but that was his, like, base, I guess. The Diocese of Skara, which is around 200 kilometers away, also claims him as its founding bishop. Mm. So evidence that he was traveling around. Okay. Or evidence that Skara is just trying to, like, hop on that back. No, he was uh, us too. Us too. <laughs> Look at our fabrics. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that is just dyed burlap. That is not very impressive fabric. <laughs> Come on, guys, step it up. (laughs) Oh, look at this vessel. This is clearly a pot you made yourself, and it is not very good. Listen, resurrection, I can believe, but I do not believe that this is a valuable vessel. I'm no fool. Anyway, so Siegfried returned to England for a while, then back to Sweden by way of Norway and Denmark. So, yeah, yeah, not not much is known of those voyages. Oh, okay. He's just like, he just popped Uh, back to England just to, like, see friends and family, maybe at, like, a high school reunion. He's like, I'm going to pop back. (laughs) That kind of thing. In Glastonbury or York. Yeah. What you, yeah, exactly. Where in England? Who could say? When? No one knows. No one knows. But we do know that he went. So let's not. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Quit asking questions. Or, while he was away, the nephews had some trouble with some of the pagans around the newly built church. They were perhaps motivated out of hatred for Christianity, but perhaps they were just looking for booty. Hmm. I was going to say, he did leave them in a, a land rife with Vikings. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in a church full of beautiful interiors, as we've discussed. Right. They, they, were, they were particularly aesthetic Vikings. They're like great fabrics, <laughs> cool vessels. Our longship is going to look so nice after this. <laughs> <laughs> the pagans plundered the church and eventually went so far as to murder the monks. No. I.e. the nephews, the three nephews. By cutting off their heads. Okay. The heads were placed in a locked wooden box that was lowered slash flung, depending on the account, <laughs> into the lake. 
Oh, they threw him in the pool. Then? I think I think that's important to to acknowledge that difference in the accounts. Like so, in some, they were carefully placed there; in others, just thrown. Wait, so you know? were because the- like throwing a head, like heads are quite heavy, right? Yeah, famously heavy is the head. So. Like, yeah, I think I think that's important. I don't think you understand that that phrase. <laughs> do you know why that? Do you know the rest of that phrase? Yes, heavy is the head that eats the crayons. No, that's uh, no, uh, it's the crown. It's, that's where's heavy the crown? Is, yes, and that's yes. why the head is heavy. But... No, the head is also quite a heavy body part. I, I is would what ag- I'm I would agree. Uh, someone right. with, an, with an outsized head, I 100 percent agree <laughs> with this. But even normal heads are quite heavy. Right. Like they, there's a well-known thing about. Um, the human race anyway but so wait so they're saying like the the they were beheaded and their heads were put in boxes mm-hmm. by the people yeah. who beheaded them or is this like a burial later no so i i think the heads were thrown into the lake like you know any normal gangster would throw corpses into you know a large body of water right right um, but why put them in a wooden box evidence i don't know is the box also filled with stones <laughs> so listen these <laughs> criminals loved interiors okay so <laughs> <laughs> they're like we're gonna chop your heads off but we are gonna put you in a fancy vessel okay mm. it makes sense also if you're throwing heads i'm like just throw i feel like it's more fun to just throw a head on its own right <laughs> like that seems like a fun game that you play when you're like a viking is that you chop off it somebody's head, head and then like okay everybody gets a head <laughs> who, who can see who can throw the head the farthest oh wow do you think they skip them like stones yeah they try to see who get the most bounces see if it was like winter and they do it on an icy lake and this is how they invent oh, like, curling <laughs> Yep, yep, let's say that. The bodies were buried in the middle of the forest where they were never found. Mm. In some accounts, the murderers weren't pagans, but were in fact the 12 aristocrats that Siegfried had converted in the beginning, presumably to to advance their own positions in the church, which is quite funny because it suggests that, you know, Jesus's message of non-violence and, uh, you know, non-hierarchical society was very much fell on death. They were like, we're going to convert and then they'll let their guard down. As soon as that guy is gone, we'll strike. (laughs) Yeah, or maybe they were they were pagans originally they were the converts and they yeah they'd been actually still pagan the whole time or do you think they fell off the christian wagon <laughs> and they were like they were like cool we're christians now this is great we're having a great time and then one day they were just we want to go burn and pillage and then somebody was like actually that's not really christian now that you're christian you can't really do that and it's like mm. oh okay well then fuck this noise <laughs> let's chop off some heads yeah. <laughs> i've got this new sport i want to try out oh dear when siegfried eventually returned to the church to meet his nephews he saw a light over the lake that led him to the place where the tub now floated on the surface with the three heads shining like stars so that's why it's important that they were in a wooden box i, I guess because the box actually floated sure, sure, sure. even though it had three heads in it which mm. is quite heavy heavier the three heads that are in the box yes as the saying goes yeah, that's what they the say. shakespeare famously wrote yeah. yeah siegfried thus miraculously recovered the three heads and he claimed that they could still talk. Well, that sounds upsetting. <laughs> he asked them and they qu- whether and, the And crime... they said, I quote, Oh my God! Why, <laughs> why am I still alive? This is worse than death! <laughs> this is horrible! Oh God, please release me, sweet Jesus! <laughs> That's weird. That's exactly what they said yeah. <laughs> when uh, he found they could still talk. No, he asked whether the crime would be avenged. Yes, replied the first head. When, asked the second, in the third generation, answered the third. 
So they, they basically did a little play, like, <laughs> just for him. It was great. Well, they were like, when's this going to be revenged? And I, I wish uh, St. Siegfried had pulled out a shotgun and been like, today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that did not happen. Uh... But it's claimed that the saint had brilliantly used these dead heads to terrorize his living enemies. Mm. <laughs> so he was like, these heads could talk. Oh, what's that? We're going to avenge you, are we? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, the heads have told me they're really cross with you. And then, yeah, apparently this was enough to terrify the pagans. I think, yeah, if anybody's doing a ventriloquist act with uh, decapitated <laughs> with heads, terrifies pretty much everybody. Decapitated heads. <laughs> that would be pretty horrifying, yeah. yeah. The king was very angry to hear about these deaths and resolved to execute the murderers. But at Siegfried's earnest entreaties, Olaf spared their lives. An early testimony against capital punishment. So mm. Siegfried was clearly like, let me just traumatize them by pretending the heads can talk. That, <laughs> that'll be punishment enough. It turns out that there's, there's things worse than death. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it's, confronting your crimes. Yeah, being confronted with decapitated heads. Mm. Olaf compelled the guilty murderers to pay a heavy fine to Siegfried, but he also refused to accept that, even though he was living in extreme poverty and had to contend with rebuilding his church and presumably also restocking all the, the nice fabrics and yeah. pots that had been stolen in the process. It's like, oh, that's the real sin here is that now he's going to have to like replace all of these, you know, yeah. these were the, these, these, these fabrics were irreplaceable. They were. <laughs> <laughs> what about your nephews? They were eh. Especially, oh, whatever, I can have more nephews. My sister is a whore. All right, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But <laughs> these fabrics, they came all the way from the Orient. But also, you know, if he'd accepted some money, he could have used that to pay for therapy. Yeah, that's true. Might have helped. He did accept compensation in the way of a gift of two estates where he could build more churches at Hof and Tuerbury. <laughs> that was very big of him to uh, accept a bunch of land. I guess, yeah. Nothing will console me. How about a few acres? Okay, that will console me. Property. Would I be a landowner or a mortgage have That's <laughs> crucial. No homeowner. They're just for church. But by refusing more money, he earned even more moral high ground that made his missionary work more successful. Ah, he's playing so people the long like, game. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he didn't want any money for to avenge his nephews. What a guy. Mm. Apart from those estates. Yeah. But they're for churches. So it's not so technically it money, is it? Mm? <laughs> Just uh yeah, that aristocracy. He became so renowned that the Germans tried to claim him as their own, insisting he'd been born in either Bremen or Hamburg. <laughs> So adding even more confusion to where he was from, yeah. I guess. So like the Germans are just like, oh, that guy's that guy's ours. No, totally. What yeah. England? No, whatever. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> no, he's always been German. Now that he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> After this heads thing, so I guess he continued successfully preaching and converting, and he died in old age hmm. sometime in the eleventh century. Wait, what? We cannot be. So he that was, but. <laughs> What, what? Wait. Okay. So he died of old age. Right. Okay. But he was. Oh, in the 11th century, because born in the 10th century. Okay. Never mind. I was thinking, yeah. like, for some reason, my head got was like he would have been over 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We just don't know. He could have been. Could have been. Um. <laughs> could have also been 13. Could have had a very active <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh. Yeah. His his sister might have been older as well as a whore. Mm -hmm. You know. But she was Never definitely know. a whore. We are definitely saying that. That was on record. <laughs> That's what the accounts That's confirm. That's what the accounts yeah. confirm. That she's just popping out kids <laughs> left and right. And somehow they all <laughs> rhyme with cinnamon. Had <laughs> rhyming names, yeah. yeah. She was very creative with her naming. So he was canonized around two centuries later, although the historical evidence for that event is patchy, which I found kind of amusing because it's like, he's probably a saint. 
<laughs> Wait, so yeah, so so it's so sketchy. Like we we have very confusing and conflicting evidence of his life, yeah. and then even the the uh, actual Fact, administrative work that yeah. made him a saint is also like, well, we had the paperwork somewhere. He's just been like grandfathered in as a saint. Like I'm pretty sure, like they made them a saint. Wait, who made him a saint? Somebody must have. Well, he's just been a saint forever, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you know someone in a company that you just can't fire because they've just been there forever exactly yeah well how's this for evidence okay in vaxjo cathedral today Mm -hmm. inside the nave there's a stone marker decorated with a stylized s and three crosses uh, have been placed there which makes it likely that that is where his body was interred wait are the three crosses where his nephew is yes yeah okay so they threw his body in and they're like as long as we're throwing his body can we throw those three creepy heads he's always hanging out with (laughs) get rid of those his fave possessions no need for those anymore thank you <laughs> hey we're getting so, real smelly <laughs> so, so yeah i like i like that because it's like mm, what was he a saint well there's this s that must be for siegfried <laughs> couldn't stand no, for anything no, else couldn't be for anything mm, else there's not even yeah. any or some people some people say it is the burial place of santa claus no no, no definitely siegfried oh, no. so yeah so his bones are there and in Vaxxer Cathedral, mm-hmm. which, you know, originally wood, then stone. stone. Soon to be steel. <laughs> well, the church became famous as a site of lots of miracles. Mm-hmm. So there, there became a cult of St. Siegfried. So I guess like they don't have the exact date for when he was actually canonized, but he was worshipped as a saint. There's evidence for that. Right. So, yeah, it's just like, yeah, if, if someone, you know, just says they're in charge of something and uh you know yeah. just is so convincing in that people will eventually just accept this it, is like they? dr phil right everybody's been calling him dr phil and nobody's ever been like wait is, where did he get his phd is he, is he a doctorate <laughs> like he doesn't but everybody's just been calling him dr phil so it's like i guess he's yeah. a doctor now <laughs> well you can you can also get like honorary doctorates can't you <laughs> that doesn't count well maybe it does though his murdered nephews were also recognized as saints so they share his feast day. Oh. So it's also the feast day of Unaman, Winaman, and Cinnamon. Cinnamon? Cinnamon? Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Dewey, Louie. Well, that's kind of a... Uh... Poetic justice? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It's, it's crappy for them. They're like, well, we got beheaded. And this guy didn't even get beheaded. <laughs> he didn't even get martyred, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I guess he did more of the converting, maybe. I guess so. They wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for him. Which, yes. I don't know, whatever. Sucks for them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, no, there's no winning here for Unaman, Cinnamon, and Winaman. There's no. just hey, they get to be saints. I... They were also Christian, remember? So they probably liked that. You know, that was that was probably what they wanted. <laughs> they were like, yeah, beheading. <laughs> That's what they said when he talked to them. They were like, I'm in heaven now. <laughs> it's awesome. Clearly not in heaven. Clearly still stuck in the just rotting in the lake. It's like, what is this? What Christianity got me? Is I'm I'm a horrible uh, disembodied bodied head forever hey but you you can be a saint on a very minor you know you can share the feast day with me and your two brothers yeah Wow, that's worse. That's this is this is a worse faith than Saint Crispian. <laughs> well, at least only had to share it with his brother, whose name was mostly his name, anyways. <laughs> and it's like Saint Siegfried. It's like what did you mumble yeah. there? I just said I clearly said three <laughs> names. Cinema. Is that why they have that such similar names? Is so they can be mumbled <laughs> fast <laughs> together and no one really notices. Yeah. So yeah, on the fifteenth of February, Vaxjo Cathedral hosts. Siegfried's Dagen, which I think is just Siegfried's day. This year, sadly, the performance has been cancelled because of COVID, I guess. But it usually involves a chamber choir performance from Sankt Siegfried, a singing group who sing something known as the Siegfried Officet. So that happens on the 15th. 
I guess it's just a collection of songs, songs about, about him. Yeah. Okay. So in art, he is depicted as a bishop carrying three severed heads, oh. <laughs> but sometimes he's depicted as a bishop carrying three loaves of bread, which are a misrepresentation of the heads. <laughs> You, to, you know okay. when you're an artist painting saints and you're just so hungry that everything looks like food? Well, that's got to be like, like he wrote, so here's this painting of Siegfried. And it's like, uh, why are there loaves of bread? This is what you asked for. No, we said severed heads, not loaves of bread. What are you, stupid? <laughs> what? Oh, I could, look, I kind of heard what you were saying and I thought they couldn't possibly say three severed heads because that sounds ghoulish and horrifying. Yeah. They yeah, must have meant loaves, loaves of bread. bread. So I'll just do the loaves of bread. This also feels <laughs> like they like are PG thirteen it. They're like or like they're making it yes. or not PGing it. They're like making it PG where they're just like, uh, you know what, the heads is gonna uh throw people off. We'll put the loaves in and the adults will know what's going on, but we won't traumatize children. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. I'll uh, I'll send you a picture in the chat of the this depiction. Oh good. Not of the bread, but with the heads. Yeah, I don't care about the bread one. <laughs> you're you're in this for trauma. You this, wanna be traumatized. Yeah, I wanna so. see the horrors that they were like, you know what's gonna get people into our religion? <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing that severed heads talk to people and <laughs> here's a nice pic. No, thanks. Oh. For some reason, it looks like the nephews are babies. Yeah, they're like, they look like well. baby heads. Jesus Christ, this is horrible. Oh my it's god, really horrible. It may, I like, can see why the I can see why these Vikings easily took over this church. They were like, wait, he went back to England, just defended by infants, and he left toddlers in charge. I also, mean, yeah, I, like compared to compared to his hand, the heads are really tiny. They really are. They like he's like newborn baby heads. Yeah, like pr- premature. Oh. This is bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so I, this, horrifying. No, I'm so sorry. It's like the Vikings are like, well, we don't. I mean, normally we wouldn't rob a church, but it's too easy, right? Like we kind of have yeah, to. They're kind of asking for it. Yeah, if we don't, we look like idiots, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, he's depicted as carrying three severed heads, or carrying three loaves of bread, or baptizing King Olaf. Or traveling in a ship with the two bishops. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he's depicted as a bishop menaced by devils. When did that happen? Which I'm sad I couldn't find a story about that. Maybe he was menaced by the devils. Like that was just his trauma from his nephews being dead. Maybe. I don't know. The devils are polytheism. <laughs> so that's Siegfried, uh. his life and afterlife. So wait, Siegfried Sugson. Siegfried, wait, his day, Siegfried Day. Yeah. It's just hanging out at the church. It sounds like it'd be a cool, like, day for drinking or something. Like, it's Oktoberfest in right. <laughs> Sweden. but Because it's like Siegfried's Dagen. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll cover another Swedish saint later in the year who has a bigger, like, festival. We'd better. Okay. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's an Anna guarantee. So that was his life and his afterlife. Mm. On the basis of that, can you guess what his patronages are? Is he the patron saint of pyramid scheme? <laughs> I mean, multi-level marketing. I mean, surely, <laughs> surely the patron saint of pyramid schemes is like St. Peter, right? The OG starting the church. Yeah, I guess it's true. Is he the patron saint of curling? No, surely that would be the, the Vikings. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess who, it's, who yeah, he, would, it. he would be anti-curling. Is he the patron saint yeah. in protection from curling? <laughs> this is our Olympics-themed episode, folks. Nice. Um, oh, yeah, wind, Winter Olympics as well. Very good. Yeah. Is he the patron saint of 
taking very poor care of your nephews. <laughs> he should be. Is he the patron saint of, of influencers? He isn't. No. <laughs> Although he did a good job with the pyramid scheme. Is he the patron saint of ventriloquists? Because it sounds like that's what he did. That would probably still be Don Bosco, you know, like magicians, ventriloquists, and associated performance artists, yeah. you know. Uh, is he the patron um, saint of being vaguely in England? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly not. He is a patron saint of Sweden. Oh, really? Not the patron saint of Sweden, Just sadly. Saint. Just a patron saint. But he is the only patron saint of Gotaland in Sweden. Okay, where's so, that? Because he got a lot of land. Uh, but that's a uh, where is it? I guess it might be the province where all his stuff was going on. Let me see. Oh, it is definitely in Sweden. Oh, it's an island off the coast of Sweden. Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. I think, was that where he landed? Because it... Did I did I mention Vastergötland earlier? I think I did. You would have had to skip over all of Sweden in order to get to... Oh. It's in the Baltic Sea on the... Oh, I see. Yeah, it's the other side. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I have not attempted to map his journey. Anyway, yeah, so that's the only two patronages, is a shared one of Sweden and his. he's the, the patron of... Scotland? Oh, okay. Yeah, patron saint of Scotland. But doesn't even get to be the, the patron saint of Vastagirtland? No. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, I'm not clear on the geography. Vastagirtland was mentioned as well, but I wasn't sure if it was like part of Gotland or, mm. or well. No, but, it doesn't seem like uh, it should no. be. Because there's no lake, because that's an island, and there's a lake near Vastagirtland. Yeah. That's actually a quite substantial lake. Oh, yeah, it's like a whole yeah. hole you can see in the map. Yeah, it's why it was miraculous that the heads were found. Yeah, because it does seem very you, you know, it's the, uh, the Viking equivalent of trying to find a needle in a haystack is trying to find three severed heads in a lake. In a lake, yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be like a little tiny lake. Like a little pond. Yeah, yeah, no, they could dump so much poo in there and it wouldn't... Yeah. smell for ages. I mean, I guess it may if they're dumping all of Sweden's poo in there. I don't actually know if they were dumping any poo in there. You just made that up, so... <laughs> I can do what I want. Okay. So... Yeah, it is your podcast. <laughs> he Wait, he only... So he did all that stuff. He brought... Mm -hmm. He fought so many pagans. Pagans. He went all over so many people. Scandinavia. Yeah, and all he got... For some reason, he made Scandinavia his problem. <laughs> I guess because they were backsliding. <laughs> but he's, he, like, heard about yeah. it in England, and he's like, well, these, yeah. these people are well and truly beaten down, so let's move on to Sweden. <laughs> and then he only got two patronages out of it mm -hmm. mm. and i don't think his nephews got any patronages they just got a day that was it be happy for your day <laughs> get back in yeah. your box oh my god mm. head yeah they don't have any patronages oh well Sad just for them. to be babies to be baby bishops and have forever young forever young <laughs> Anyways, um, well, that's all right. Anna, do you see a time where you might have Saint Siegfried intercede for you? Definitely not if I needed childcare. Mm, yeah, it does seem like he really dropped the ball on his nephew there. Do you think when he went back to England, his his sister was like, "And my boys are you where? taking good care of my boys? Oh, yeah, they're great back there. Yeah, they they oh, they're just sitting up in that church. They're probably having a good old time. Meanwhile, oh my God, he's got a sword." <laughs> 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 yeah, they they really love water sports. They just love the lake. They're probably in it right now. Yeah, if I know those boys, oh, they're up to their necks in the lake. <laughs> oh, oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> you cheapened it. Yeah, no, not not if I needed childcare. Not if I was wondering where to invest my money in to make it grow. Mm -hmm. I guess, like you know, he's probably travelled more than I did 
than I have. Yeah, just most of Scandinavia. Particularly, well, yeah, but, you know, it's a bloody big old place, isn't it? That's fair. Bigger than England. So, like, even within Sweden, it's a a long way to be travelling. So, I mean, I've been to Finland, and that's the only place in Scandinavia, I think. That seems like the worst place in Scandinavia to go. Why? I don't know, because the other places seem nicer. Oh, okay. If I was going to rank them, I would rank them Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Finland. Finland, okay. I've only been to one of those. But, oh, right. <laughs> so you're just being prejudiced. But that's just how... I mean, prove me wrong, Finland. Send me a ticket. It isn't Lapland in Finland. Uh, so if it's good enough for Father Christmas, uh, it's good enough for me. That Lapland. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, well, I, I went uh, around Christmas time and it was very nice and magical and mm. I, uh, yeah, got to meet some huskies. Oh, nice. So it was nice. But yeah, so I guess, you know, if you're, if you're looking for like an early Viking time sort of trip advisor for where to visit, if you're going to Scandinavia, he might be a good good source of, of info. Yeah. But if I was looking for a fun ventriloquism show to see, I would probably stick with Nina Conti rather than this guy. I love That's... Nina Conti. <laughs> would you love her more if she was using real heads? Um, mm. You'd have to see it. I to think the decide, thing about Nina Conti is that she's the one ventriloquist who doesn't seem creepy. Yeah. And I think that yeah. adding severed heads <laughs> might push her over the line. And she just <laughs> would ruin rip, that. Yeah, ruin yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that if I ever needed help finding a head, a severed head. That's true. Uh, it would definitely turn to Saint Secret. You might make it more likely that you would need to, but then he'd be on hand to, be there <laughs> to, to help, help with yeah. the recovery mission. That's a, that's the real that's the real <laughs> devil's bargain that you yeah, you make with Saint Secret. <laughs> Lose a head, find a head. Yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, yeah, he seems to have been. He's certainly been in more places in Scandinavia than me because, as I said, I've only been to mm, Denmark. Right. And he's probably been in more places in England than me because he seems to have simultaneously <laughs> been everywhere in England at once. Yes. Yeah, that's true. He is like a. It's like Saint Siegfried exists on a quantum level where you can observe his <laughs> position in England. Well, maybe but not that's why. Movement. You know, like he. That's why no one knows roughly when he was around because he is just like a particle yeah. or whatever. I don't actually know very much about quantum physics, that but right. you know, maybe maybe if we ever want to get a physicist perspective on here we could get danny on as a guest (laughs) (laughs) or alice yeah i was gonna say or both at the same time my wife has a phd and actually does kind of work in that field (laughs) okay your boyfriend she doesn't play hockey though does she (laughs) no because she respects my birthday unlike you respecting hers anyway i feel like i should mention as well because tomorrow is valentine's day so if you're looking for a romantic thing to do you could if you haven't uh, you could listen to our podcast from around this time last year, which is all about St. Valentine's. Valentine's. Yeah, we did one on St. Valentine's um, Day. Last year it fell on a Sunday and we did yeah. that. Um, or you can join our Patreon and we're going to have a special romantic Patreon episode this month in honor of Valentine's Day. Not about Valentine's Day. I haven't decided quite yet. But... <laughs> I have not consented to this. <laughs> no, it's not romantic. It's like we're, we're going to talk about, um, I think we're going to talk about some kind of, we're going to talk about a goddess of love. Oh, okay. Yes, Fun. Month. So I'm St. Misbehaving. Ain't misbehaving. You have too many similarly named podcasts. Whatever. Like, uh, you know, like the <laughs> the mountain on the fountain. Yeah. The, the mountain by the fountain. Ah, you see the patrons. You should be on the patron saint of mountain-based fountains. <laughs> well, Anna, thanks so much for telling me this interesting story of this probably fictional guy. Um, <laughs> it, you are. It was still fun. So the Catholics still consider him a saint, right? Yeah. Because there was. Yeah. I think maybe during Vatican II, they like purged a bunch of saints. They were like, well, these guys are obviously fictional, including St. Christopher got purged. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, they were like, okay, well, these aren't real and they're not real saints anymore, but they're still keeping St. Sigrid. Holding on tight to St. Siegfried. Apparently so. Yeah. And Huey, Dewey, and Louie. 
I guess maybe it's like yeah. he's got such a body count behind him that they like must have been real. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like if you if you kill enough people with your faith, you can be a saint. Yeah, that's the way to become a saint, guys. Something we can all aspire to. Yeah. Yes. So and, you know when you when you buy quality, you cry <laughs> once. You only cry once. That's for the, your dead that's what nephews. We gotta remember. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get to be a saint. Everybody gets yeah. to be a saint. You get to be a saint, and you get to be a saint. The king. But only if you invest a hundred euros up front. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. The king invested a lot of money. He got to be saint. It, it seems like he bought his way in. All right. Well, anyways, uh, thanks, Anna, <laughs> look him up. Uh, for uh, telling us this uh, amazing story about Saint Siegfried. Really appreciate you it. You are very welcome. Have a blessed day. Right, bye. Bye. bye.